0: last week we finished really the middle section of Luke. Luke's divided into three sections and as per our tradition at Village, one of the things we love to do is to, after we study a section, read that section together in a large chunk so we get a bigger picture of what God is saying in his word because his word is powerful and able to affect change in our lives. And so today is one of those reading services, we're going to take that middle section of Luke and And if you remember, the the title of our series is Our Certain Salvation. Walking in the Footsteps of the Man Who is God. Because Luke focuses that Jesus is not only fully God, but He's fully man. And in in the process of describing this salvation, Luke took the first third of the book and he described the birth of Christ and the birth of His ministry and the Galilean ministry and and really how things got started. And then at the end of chapter 9, we had this shift where it said Jesus set his eyes on Jerusalem because he knows that he's going to go and sacrifice his life and to be crucified for our sins. And so this middle section of Luke has been Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, but really Luke's purpose has been to describe what this kingdom looks like. What does it mean to follow Christ? Because that is a completely different picture and different culture from what they were used to. They're used to Roman culture, right? And they know what Romans are like and the jerks that they thought they were. And But hey, they're Romans. And they were used to Jewish culture and what that was like and and Gentile culture. But they had never seen something like the kingdom of God and, and what that looks like in the now on earth, the already. And so Jesus spends really this center section describing what that's like. You know, we 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 have different cultures, right? We're we're used to that. We just went on vacation in Oregon, and Oregon's not that different. Well, Portland maybe, but um, the the rest of Oregon, not so. But we get into Oregon, and the first thing we do is, you know, I'm towing a trailer, so I'm stopping for gas every ten minutes, and I jump out and start to fill my tank, right? And and the the worker's like, no, and I don't know what he thinks. So I'm gonna spray gas all over. I don't know, but they they don't let you do that there. It's just a cultural thing. And by the end, we got used to it. We get back to California, and I'm sitting in my car. (laughs) Nobody came. But we have different cultures. I I was looking up some different cultures around the world even today. Um, In Greece, um, one of their traditions is when you lose a tooth, you throw it on the roof (laughs) for a pig to take. There's a whole rhyme, and I don't know why. Um, Other Norwegians eat hamburgers with a knife and a fork. So I don't know if you want to try that. But some of the ones that I really liked, in some countries, one of their traditions is competitive wife-carrying. And so, man, are we ready for this? You 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 throw your wife over your shoulder or they have different hold. and you go through an obstacle course. But that's, that's better than ch- some of the Chinese customs where when you got married, the husband would not just carry the bride over the threshold, but they would do a, a bed of burning coals and you had to carry your wife barefoot over the bed of burning coals. Which doesn't sound fun. They say that it will ensure her having an easy, successful labor when they have kids. I think a wife came up with this one. There's all kinds, but we have different cultures that we don't understand, but when you're in that culture, and that's normal, you don't think about it. And what Jesus is doing in the center section of Luke is he's trying to describe what is normal for the kingdom of God culture. What does it look like to be a disciple? And it would have been as strange as some of these customs are to them. The whole humility thing would have been bizarre. The whole putting others first and, and loving God more than even your own family. Those would have been so countercultural. And my goal this morning is for us to read that with that mindset that Jesus is teaching something completely different and completely new. In your notes, um, I, I gave you a number of things that, that you don't really have to read through as we, um, as we listen to God's word, but just some resources. One of the things I did this week is I sat down several times and read through Luke 9-18 through 18 that we're going to read this morning. And I just started writing down all of the things that Jesus taught about what it means to be a disciple. And I was blown away. I've got to tell you, I'll come up with five or six, have good points, you know. And in your notes is the list of things that I came up with that just these nine chapters teach. And I want to read them, and then we'll get into God's Word. These are characteristics that Jesus is building in His disciples. And this isn't a checklist to say, oh, no, what am I doing wrong? This is what He's doing. This is the big picture of what He's trying to build into His church and into His people. In their relationship with God, a disciple loves God most. There's a priority on following Christ above all else, including family, self, and stuff. Disciples committed to earnest, persistent, dependent prayer. He repents of sin and is right with God. Has a God-given victory over Satan. Loves God with his whole self. Prioritizes time to be with and listen to Jesus. Obeys from the heart, not just external actions ready and looking for Jesus to return, willing to give up all to follow Christ. He's vigilant against temptation and sin in their lives. A disciple lives a life of gratitude and has a childlike, not a childish, but a childlike attitude. In regards to a relationship with others, a disciple of Christ shows grace to others, loves others without favoritism, draws others closer to God, looks for opportunities to help people, Is lives in humility toward others, is faithful in marriage if they're married, willing to lovingly and truthfully confront sin, forgives, and reaches out to children. In regards to living in this fallen, broken world, a disciple trusts God's good and right answers and provision, chooses to fill life with the light of God's truth, uses money and stuff for the glory of God as a steward of God, does not give in to worry but trusts God in faith, is ready for opposition for serving Christ. A disciple bears fruit. A disciple uses the Lord's Day for the Lord. A disciple sees themselves as a citizen of the kingdom of God, is on guard against compromise and worldliness, and selflessly serves. A disciple is also on mission, has a heart for all people to come to Christ. Shares the gospel and partners in the sharing of the gospel. Sees this world in different ways through the lens of God's work and what God is doing. Is willing to stand up for God publicly. And rejoices when people comes to Christ and accepts them into the family. Isn't that a powerful list? This is all out of nine chapters of Luke. Jesus is telling us what it means to follow him and giving us a manual for that. So I invite you to listen to God's Word. You can read along if you want. We'll be in Luke 9, starting in verse 51, and we'll be going through almost the end of chapter 18. But listen and let the Holy Spirit work. If you want to jot some notes down, you can. We'll be interspersing some worship in the middle that goes along with some of the verses we read. But I want to just open with prayer and give this time to God and may His Word be powerful and effective like a two-edged sword. Lord God, open our hearts to your spirit. That we can take this section in your description of the kingdom and what it means to live in the kingdom and that we would let you change us into this person. That we would be disciples that truly love you most and allow you to change us, Lord. May your word be effective. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 9, verse 51. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, Foxes have holes and and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Oh, let let me first go bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God.
1: After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, Eat what is set before you, heal the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one who knows, no, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he desired to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her.
2: Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. He said to them, which of you has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke to the people, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. While others detest him kept seeking from him a sign from heaven, but he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, "Every kingdom divided against itself uh, is laid to waste, and a divided house falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebel, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebel, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own when a strong man fully armed guards his own place his goods are safe. But when one stronger than him attacks and overcomes him he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through the waterless place seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. And he said these things. A woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to them, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the people in Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand. So that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore be careful lest the light in you be darkness." If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp, when it rays, gives you light. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. And the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness, you fools. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give his alms those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. Those who ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings and marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves and people walk over them without knowing it. One of the lawyers answered him, Teacher, in saying these things, you insult us also. And he said, Woe to you, lawyers also, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed. So you're witnesses, and you consent to the deeds of your fathers, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. As he went away from there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak many things, lying in wait for him, to catch him in something he might say.
3: Chapter 12. In the meantime, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear for those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old and with the treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.
4: Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. And be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once When he comes home, comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, He will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act according to his will, Will receive a severe beating, but the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will deserve a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required, and from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished! Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. There they will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother in law against her daughter in law, and daughter in law against her mother in law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a crowd rising in the west you say at once a shower is coming and so it happens and when you see the south wind blowing you say there will be a scorching heat and it happens you hypocrites you know how inter- you know how to interpret the appearance of of the earth and sky but why do you not know how to interpret the present time and why do you not judge yourselves what is right as you go with your accuser before the magistrate make an effort to settle with him on the way lest he drag you to the judge and the judge hand over the officer and the officer put you in prison i tell you you will not get out until you have paid the very last penny
5: chapter 13 there were some present at that very time who told him about the galileans who whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it, and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year, also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then, if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues of the, on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for eighteen years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in the garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, "'Lord, will those who are saved be few?' And he said to them, "'Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, "'Lord, open to us,' then he will answer you, "'I do not know where you come from.' Then you will begin to say, "'We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets.' But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last." O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who
6: comes in the name of the Lord. Chapter 14 On Sabbath... When he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox, that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out. And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited, when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. When one of those who reclined at table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent a servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go, "'Out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city, "'and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame.' "'And the servant said, "'Sir, what you've commanded has been done, "'and still there is room.' "'And the master said to the servant, "'Go out to the highways and the hedges "'and compel people to come in, "'that my house may be filled. "'For I tell you, none of those men who were invited "'shall taste my banquet.' "'Now great crowds accompanied him,' Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet greater way off, sends a delegation to ask for terms of peace.
7: Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and now is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. For this brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found.
8: Chapter 16. He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and chargers were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, what shall I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. He said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, and how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will have the one, hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead.
9: Chapter 17. And he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come. The Apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you could say this to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he come, has come in from the field, come at once and recline at table? Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, and dress properly, and serve me while I eat and drink, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. On the way to Jerusalem he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village he was met by ten lepers, who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying Jesus master have mercy on us when he saw them he said to them go and show yourselves to the priests and they and as they went they were cleansed then one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back praising god with a loud voice and he fell on his face at jesus's feet giving him thanks Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, Look, here it is, or There, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And he said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look there, or Look here. Do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. I tell you, in that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. And they said to him, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the corpse is. There the vultures will gather.
10: Chapter 18. Then he spoke the parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying that there was a certain city, um, a judge, who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in the city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me uh, from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because of this this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her continual coming she will weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust said. The unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily, and nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he uh, re- really find faith on earth. Also, he spoke in uh, a parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, the unjust, the adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give tithes to all Um, that I possess, and the tax collector standing afar off would not as much raise his eyes to the heavens, but would beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me. I am a sinner. I tell you that the man that went down, uh, I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be abased, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then they also brought infants to him that he might be able to touch them that he uh, but when his disciples saw this they rebuked them but Jesus called to them and said let the little little children come to me and not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of God Assuredly, I say to you whomever does not receive the kingdom of God as these little children will by no means enter it now as a certain ruler asked saying good teacher what shall I do to inherit eternal life so Jesus said to him why do you call me good? No one is good but the one that is God. You know the, the, the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your mother and your father. And he said, These I, I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. So all that you have in day distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. But when he had heard this, he had become very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he had said, how, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eyes of a needle, the through the needle's eye, than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he said, These things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brother or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in the presence and in the age to come in the everlasting life. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all these things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. And they will scourge, scourge him and put him to death, and on the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know these things which were to be spoken.
0: We've just walked with the Master through nine chapters, through probably six months of time. And we've listened to Him teach what it means to be a disciple. Don't let that be lost on you. Don't let His teaching in this and just picturing walking along with Him and Him throwing out tidbits, this is what it means to walk with God. This is what it means to walk with God. But let that change us and impact us. Let me close in a word of prayer. Lord God, may Your Word impact us. Lord, just listening to Your Word and listening to all the things You taught Your disciples and how important those things are um, is a a great reminder, a powerful reminder. Lord, that we get into our lives and our normal lives and we forget these things and we forget to focus on these things. Lord, thank You for them. May we be a different people because of the reading of Your Word. In Jesus' name.